When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School, coming to you today with part three. Part three, I don't know how many parts this is going to be. What I've been trying to do is break up some of these segments as they relate to COVID-19, the coronavirus, into some more digestible sections. Smaller, around 15 minutes, instead of going on for 30 minutes to an hour or so. You know, what I did was a live broadcast the other night on my Nature Reliance School Facebook page, and I've just taken my notes from that because there was a lot of things I just did not get covered because when I go live on Facebook, I tend to try to leave it at an hour and try to stop as close to it. There's just some things I just did not get to, and I wanted to share them here along with some of the stuff that I shared there. So as you hear me today, you may hear some rain in the background. I've gone to the cabin like I usually do to record podcast. Got to get out. Got to, man, I just had to get away. Uh, get out and breathe some fresh air and do that sort of thing. So thanks for joining me here. Very glad, very uh, very appreciative of the fact that I have a good friend that has um, this cabin and allows me to hang out here and do what I do. So here in part three, what I wanted to do was get into some of the gear that is needed. Now, I think there's a, a lot of obvious stuff. We talked about gear numerous, numerous times here on the podcast. Uh, we did a really good couple of podcasts on the coronavirus already as it specifically relates to gear. Uh, we've talked about the tiny survival guide that David and I wrote. There's several gear checklists in there. Those are fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So again, grab you some tiny survival guides on Amazon or go to the website tinysurvivalgear.com. Uh, just those are fantastic resources, you all. This that resource is for this type of situation. We wanted to put a resource out there that people could use, and in uh, and, and use in two ways: one as a reference tool, and two as a training tool. Like for example, a lot of people have said something like, "Well, in the midst of survival, I won't be able to read." Well, I mean, this is a perfect example where, yeah, you can. Now, my original intent was to put information out in the tiny survival guide where. You get it, you read it, and you think, okay, I need to get this, or I need to be able to do that. And so you can use it as a training tool. But this is a perfect example where something like this, you've got that in your pockets, you've got that in your go bag, you've got that in your glove box or some variation of it. Now's the time to pull it out and just reference it and go, yeah, this is this is what I'm missing. And so that's, that's what we're talking about. A lot of gear checklists on there, so check that out. Get some tiny survival gear. Uh, and that is the tiny survival guide. Okay. So with that said, I actually put some things down here that I have noticed in the midst of all this coronavirus stuff that are missing that, you know, may, you know, some of these things made it to the tiny survival guide. Some of them are not necessarily important enough to make it there because, because space is limited. So what I want to do is share some off the wall gear things as they uh, relate to this current crisis that we're under, if that's what you want to call it. A lot of people have called it that. It's just, you know, it is what it is to me. But first thing is pet food, you know. 
hey, you need to take care of Fido. You need to take care of your little buddy, whoever, dog, rabbit, squirrel, cat, fish, whatever it is. You want to make sure that you have supplies in your home that are going to be able to take care of your pet. You know, and what I recommend is 30 days minimum, 30 days minimum. If everything stopped, you couldn't get to the store at all, boom, do you have food and what other other supplies you might need, cat litter, for example, for your for your pet for 30 days. Uh, second one, and we talked about this in Tiny Survival Guide, is these crank radios, man. This is one of those times where this is a fabulous resource if and when we were to utilize uh, or if and then when we were to get to the point where utilities are shut down. I think that is vital information that you want to be able to have access to a radio so you can get information. Cell towers are down, electric is down, you know, whatever's going on, we don't have access to our normal means of communication. Then have that one of those crank radios that you can crank up and listen to and get information. Better than that is have a backup power source and have a ham radio so that you can communicate with others, which, you know, ham radios would require a ham license. But with that said, uh, I think this is valuable information that we need to be able to uh, have access to. So a portable crank radio is good stuff. Uh, obviously, backup batteries, you know, chargeable batteries. I'm a big fan of Anchor for cell phones and stuff of that nature. But the other devices that you use or feel that are necessary, then uh, that would include batteries for it. Make sure you got the backup batteries. Uh, one item that gets missed, I think, is in times like this, specific, uh, sorry about that, specifically as it relates to this virus is thermometers. Is Do you have extra thermometers or do you have at least extra batteries that you can put in a thermometer? And so that's really important information for this type of situation. Another one, a lot of people have been buying canned goods and they're going to go home and in the midst of disaster, they're going to use their electric can opener to open it up. So I'm a big fan of making sure we still have a good uh, manual can opener for canned goods so that we can still get in there. Garbage bags are an invaluable resource, let me tell you, you all. I mean, you, you never can have enough 55-gallon drum clear garbage bags. Uh, I talk about them in depth in my second book, Ultimate Wilderness Gear, which there is a... Um, there's a link to down below, so check out all my books. But they're valuable resources. Obviously, uh, toilet paper has been in the news, so make sure you have that extra TP. If you don't have extra TP, then figure out a way for you to wipe your behind when you don't have it. Um, obviously, you know, the obvious thing is, hey, you're in the bathroom and you can't get yourself clean with toilet paper, then you might have to take a shower and get yourself clean. And that way we can keep hygiene down. Um, yeah, that's not the best thought process. I don't love that idea, but it's it's a solution. Here's one, vitamins. You know, I went to the store and was wondering, hey, man, are people making a run on vitamins? And I found that out to be true. So for this point now, 30 days out, you'll probably be okay for vitamins. But I just want to be clear that I think it's important that we do everything we can to keep ourselves healthy. And by keeping ourselves healthy... Um, we can more readily combat the virus if it gets on us. If, if we're dealing with a situation where somebody around us has coughed or sneezed or breathed on us and we have droplets on our bodies, then we are more likely to combat it healthfully if we're healthy than if we are um, down. If, even if our body is depressed mentally or physically, either one, then we want to be able to stay healthy. That's why I'm recommending, hey, don't forget to take your vitamins. Okay, another one is um, 
just think about hygiene, you know, particularly feminine hygiene out for 30 days. You never know uh, when there might be a disruption to water sources. So do you have extra water in the house that you can utilize? Do you have the means to filter and purify water? There's a difference. You need to make sure you understand the difference of that. Uh, we've talked about that extensively here at the Survival Show podcast. And that would be it as far as gear. So I think uh, one of the things that comes out of this is just get the Tiny Survival Guide. It has a bunch of checklists. Uh, look at the website, tiny or uh, survivalshow.com. That has got a bunch of resources on it right now for and is really good. Fantastic bunch of resources. And what I wanted to get into next, because I have some more time in this particular cod- podcast, is to is to go over some of the things that we can possibly expect to come, okay? And part of this is born out of a situation that happened to my wife the other day. She, my, now, my wife is type 1 diabetic. I've talked about that several times and uh, as it relates to the Survival Shield podcast. So she's one of those people that has a compromised health situation, okay? So when you hear the CDC saying, hey, if you have a compromised health situation, do this. Well, she's one of them because she's diabetic. And she's a type 1 diabetic, not a type 2. So those of you that don't know the difference, type 1s are the ones that, that they are insulin dependent. You know, it's they if they don't take insulin, they die. Type 2 diabetics are typically ones that have had some sort of situation happen where they didn't eat properly or exercise properly. Type 1s, have that has nothing to do with it. Okay? So with that said, uh, it's one of those situations where, um, and that's a real general sense of looking at it. I just, I don't want to go into infinite detail about it all. But with that said, it's one of those things where uh, at our house, whenever somebody in our house gets sick, and particularly when my daughter gets sick, we all put masks on while we're in the house together uh, just because it's just we're just taking the necessary precautions. And we, we keep those masks on as best we can while we're there at the house. Or... We might take them off in certain areas of the house, and Lily knows, hey, I'm just not going to go in there, okay? Like, for example, the office. Uh, Lily oftentimes will come in to the office to talk to me when I'm working, and if it's a situation where she's been sick, well, she just stays out. I keep the door closed. Uh, That way I can take my mask off, get my work done, and that sort of thing. But here's what happened. So my wife and my daughter went out, and Jennifer, my wife, had to go get some groceries and just we were just stuck in, uh, stocking up on a few items that eh, we thought eh, it, it doesn't hurt to get a few more of these things while she was out due to the coronavirus situation and as soon as she got in the store she was wearing a mask okay and about four or five kids came up to her and purposely got up on her uh, coughing all over her like purposely coughing and directing the cough towards her and she was like kind of freaked out about it, obviously, as anybody would be. And she went in the store, and then here comes somebody else. A, a, a and this, that was teenagers that did that. This is a grown man came up to her, looked at her like he was going to hit her or something. Really, it was incredibly frightening. And then spit on the ground right behind her as if he was. I I, I really don't know why these idiots were doing that. And so two things come to mind in that. There's people that are thinking that this whole thing is completely and totally stupid. And that's exactly why they did something like that. 
And so that's problematic. You got to be aware that those people are out there. This thing is not stupid, you all. We're taking necessary measures. Uh, I'm not saying that we should panic or be in hysteria, but I am saying that we need to direct some focused attention to on, on it, some intelligence. But there's people out there that are just stupid. They're idiotic, and they'll do things like this. And number two, can you imagine what would happen if I'd been there? I mean, I'm not going to allow somebody to do that to my wife, just so you know. That's, that ain't going to happen. And so now I'm in a position where I have to have a direct conversation with somebody to have them stop what they're doing. If they're that idiotic, they're probably going to get physical. And if they get physical, then either they or I are going to get hurt and somebody's going to get hurt bad. And, you know, it's just you've got to be really clear that you need to be ready for these types of people. They're idiotics. Talk, talk your way out of them. Distance yourself from them. Do everything you can to avoid them so that you don't have to get in a physical altercation. I'm not a fan of violence. I am a fan of, of violence when uh, somebody that I love and care for, which also includes myself, is about to be physically aggressed. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to talk my way out of it. But uh, um, I, I just don't want to be in that position. Now, here's why I bring this up as far as it relates to things that I think that are coming. I think there's going to be more of that. I think there's people that are upset because maybe they've lost their job and they don't have the ability to pay bills and they're upset and they're stressed. They're going to be uh, having problems with that. They may think that somebody that has the mask on is sick and they don't want them to be out. They It's from a lack of confusion and lack of knowledge that people act out in that manner and like that. Um, also, here's what I think is coming big time is a restriction to travel. Now, depending upon when you hear this, I'm recording this on uh, March the 18th. So depending upon when you're hearing this, this might have already happened. But I can really foresee uh, air travel coming to a halt, a complete stop. I can see road travel coming to a very restricted set of circumstances where maybe only uh, suppliers of goods are moving up and down the interstate. There's not any personal travel along the interstate, maybe other roads as well. Uh, utilities being able to have access up and down the interstate and moving from place to place. But the rest of us being told to stay at home and not get on the interstate. That, I, I think that's coming. Um, you know, I've heard of one larger city somewhere around the 250,000 population range talking about a complete and total two-week, 14-day quarantine. I'm not going to mention the city, but uh, it's something that I know that they've been talking about it on the governmental level. If they're talking about it, I'm sure others are talking about it. So if you live in a big city, uh, now is the time for you to go out and get the necessary supplies and make sure you have what it takes so that if you need to stay in your home for two weeks, do you have everything that you need to be able to take care of yourself? Uh, the next thing that I can see coming up is that people that we know, somebody maybe even in your own house is going to be the person that gets this. I've seen the question arise on social media recently where some some people were saying things like does anybody know anyone that actually has corona or coronavirus covid-19 as if they have to want i mean like it's a conspiracy theory and like it's not actually happened yeah the numbers are lower but they're getting bigger right now and in the near future we're all probably going to know somebody either in our friends or our family that have covid-19 and so we want to do everything that we can to uh, be ready for that and pay attention to what the CDC is recommending and do it. That way, if it 
if there's a possibility of you come in contact with, you can avoid it. But at the same time, if you do get it, then you're doing everything you can to not make it worse for the community at large. So we definitely need to be doing some things selfishly so that we can take care of ourselves. That's quarantining ourselves, self-care, doing everything we need to, as well as also thinking about the community at large and seeing what it is that we can do in this situation so that we can avoid it. So this has been Craig Cottle. I've given you three parts here that relate back to COVID-19, the coronavirus. Most of this is born out of information I get from the Mercy Operations Center here in Kentucky, which is all attached to uh, disaster relief, FEMA, and the President of the United States passing information on down after discussing it with the governors. You know, I, I just want to say publicly again, I don't, think, I don't know if I said it on here on the Survival Show podcast, but I, it's been pleasing to see that our government on the federal level is working with one another to make some things happen. And... Um, I, I think it's good that this is creating some unity. I would like to see that continue and not utilize this as an opportunity to divide us and make, not make it political. So let's avoid those subjects. Let's do what we can to unify so we can all attack this in the way it needs to be addressed. And we can come out of this smooth sailing and, and know that, yeah, somewhere down the road, man, that was, that was crazy for a while. But we handled their business. We did what we're supposed to do. And now we're on the other side of it. So with that said, this has been Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School, author of the books Extreme Wilderness Survival, Ultimate Wilderness Gear, Essential Wilderness Navigation, and co-author of Essential uh, Wilderness Navigation with my buddy Tracy Trimble, and co-author with the Tiny Survival Guide with David from Ultimate Survival Tips, the Survival Show co-host. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for uh, doing what you can to make our community, our country, our nation the best it can possibly be. Uh, really appreciate you. Keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.